Hey guys, it's Ben Taylor with Raw Motivations. Wanted to come on here and talk to you for a couple minutes about narcissism. If you don't know who I am, I'm a self-aware narcissist that runs Raw Motivations, and I'm on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And I try to do that by producing content, by interacting with people on lives and on Zoom events to be able to help people understand what narcissism is, the havoc that it wrecks in people's lives, the havoc that it wrecked in my life. I've been in multiple relationships. I've destroyed multiple friendships. I've lost my job, almost lost our house. I've lost my wife for a period of time. Like all these different things that people don't realize happen in narcissistic abusive relationships. And as I'm on this channel trying to provide awareness and then that growth, healing, and change, I do that by talking with people on one-on-one. I have like coaching calls that I talk with people and every day I'm learning something new of what they're going through, of how they're dealing through different things. And I try to partner with them to help them understand the truth of the situation. Sometimes that's as simple as answering questions and like working through stuff to be able to help them understand how to get closure. Sometimes that's helping coach them through how to set boundaries. What's that look like on a day-to-day basis? Sometimes that's helping them rewire their thought process of that pull that keeps tugging them back to the toxic person that they know this isn't a great idea, but I still want to go back to this person. I still feel pulled and drawn back to a person that's actually pretty toxic. We've done that a couple different ways. With the Zoom, with the live events, we've also created a NARC app. It's called NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. On there, there's courses for you to be able to learn about narcissism, to weaponize yourself, to not fall prey to another narcissist or to those people coming into your life with those toxic traits. On there, you're able to record your truth. You're able to track your no contact. You're able to interact with community. There's also exclusive lives that happen there and monthly coaching that happens on a month-to-month basis at the beginning of the month so that people can get an idea of what to focus on the next day, not just for narcissism, but how am I going to continue to progress in life? How am I going to continue to grow myself? What I wanted to talk to you about today is the narcissistic quirks. What are the things that kind of stand out as being like different with narcissists or that kind of pop out? So I'm going off a book today because I want to share with you guys. It's called um, The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. And this section was really fascinating. So I want to engage with it a little bit to be able to talk to you about narcissistic quirks. So I'm going to kind of go back and forth, okay? Looking beyond the narcissistic personality classic traits, what are the other things that often are mistaken for individual personality quirks that are actually fairly common and explainable aspects of pathological narcissism and NPD? So we're not diagnosing. We're not saying, hey, this is who this person is because they do this. All we're saying is like, hey, this is a common trend. Let's see how many you identify with. All right, there's 16. Leave in the comments either which ones or a number of how many you identify of seeing with your narcissist, okay? Number one, they have food issues. From having eating disorders to overfeeding and fat shaming their kids to being stingy with food, stealing things off your plate, they have food issues relating to body image, shame, and control. Sometimes it's something that affects them or sometimes something that they're pushing back on other people, but food issues. Number two, they walk ahead of you. They literally walk in front of you or way ahead because they're so impatient or need to know or need to show their kingly or queenly superiority. This is really fascinating because I've had a couple people say like they always like walk ahead. 
And I was walking the other day and I was thinking about that. It was something that popped up in my mind. And I was like, I think there's also an aspect of narcissists, especially when you have like cheating and affairs and all that kind of stuff involved. I think there's also an aspect of a narcissist walking ahead of their other partner because then there's not another partner beside them to hold them accountable or to catch them as they have roaming eyes, as they're checking out other people, as they're winking at someone walking by, like whatever it might be. I think that's also an aspect of it. But right here it says walking ahead because they're impatient. That definitely applies as well. I'm super impatient for sure. Um, but yeah, so anyways, number three, they have gift giving issues. Very interesting here. Their self-centeredness leads them to to give or re-gift cheap or random things that show they have no idea or concern for about what you like. They give you things that they would want that you have no use for. They give excessively to show how thoughtful, generous, tasteful they are, particularly when trying to in ingratiate themselves. They buy one for you and one for themselves and or attach strings to your gift. How many times did your a gift come with stipulations or strings or brought up later of like, why well, gave you this? Why don't you, et cetera, et cetera. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Number four, they're conspiracy theorists, particularly close... Closet narcissists view themselves as victims and project their envy, paranoia, and bankrupt motives onto others. Number five, they admire totalitarian leaders. They respect dominance, view people hier hierarchically, believe in an eth entitled can't read, believe in an entitled class of superior lording over worthless masses. That entitlement aspect that treats everybody else like nothing, like they don't matter. Number six, they don't answer questions directly. This keeps you off guard while allowing them to avoid responsibility. So a narcissist will deflect or avoid answering a question. They don't want to take that responsibility, so they're going to deflect or avoid it away. Funny thing, if you're here from TikTok, you might see this, but sometimes these videos that I put up on YouTube um, will get kind of clipped down to like a short one minute segment and put on to TikTok or other social media to try to tell people like, hey, there's longer videos here. Um, I had one where someone was like, wow, you're such a narcissist because you didn't answer the question. And I'm like, yeah, it's a one minute snip off of an 11 minute video. But like that thought process that they already acknowledged, like, hey, narcissists, they don't answer the question comes from it right there. Number seven, they rewrite history. They interpret events according to how they need to see things rather than as they are. And the past is open season for distortions, omissions, and outright lies. Changing that history is very important for a narcissist to keep their image, to keep control of that. Number eight, they speak in superlatives and hyperbole. Having an all, all or nothing view of things, they tend to speak in exaggerated extremes, such as best or worst, terrific or terrible, perfect or worthless. 
Number nine, they traumatize you before your important events. This hits home to a lot of people. Like we just had Mother's Day a little bit ago. We're going to have Father's Day coming up. There's going to be a couple different other things that come up, especially big events, whether that's holidays, whether that's anniversaries, whether that's birthdays, whatever it might be, they traumatize you. It says here, whether you're graduating, having an audition, celebrating a birthday, getting married, they need to hijack your experience and sabotage you. I think, I think almost everybody can relate to that one. Number 10, they're name droppers. They name drop to associate themselves with status, even if it's their second cousin once removed who met Madonna's ninth grade teacher on a red eye to Minnesota. Interesting. Uh, number 11, they sleep with and or stay in touch with your ex. Did your mother sleep with your boyfriend slash girlfriend? Does your father have a special relationship with your ex-wife slash husband? Did your ex sleep with your best friend? Lacking boundaries, this makes them feel superior and in control while at the same time humiliating you. Number 12, they interrupt. In particular, exhibitionist narcissists feel compelled to dominate the conversations. They are easily bored because they miss nuance and lack empathy. They have low impulse control and think they have more important things to say than you do, and they believe they have a greater entitlement to speak. Number 13, they're poor sports. When they win, they gloat because they feel superior. And when, they, and when they think they might lose, they cheat or may not play at all. And when they lose, they pitch a fit, pout, make excuses, or challenge the outcome because their self-worth is on the line. I've always said, like, I'm a very competitive person, but I hate losing. And that's the aspect of they don't want to lose at all. They're very poor sports whenever they lose. And a lot of times if I knew I was going to get into a game that I didn't like or I didn't enjoy or I knew there's the possibility of not winning, I wouldn't want to play. Be like, "Eh, I'm not really feeling it. I'll go do something else. Number 14, they manufacture drama. Needing an order in an... Cannot talk, sorry. Needing a lot of attention. There we go. And lacking self-control and empathy for others, they over-dramatize events, fuel conflict, and pry into other people's problems. Did you ever have like the toxic person in your life being like, yeah, I totally hate drama. Like, I really hate drama. My ex had drama. Like, there's so much drama that's been in my past. Like, I don't do drama. And then as you're in the relationship, you start to realize like all the drama actually revolves around you. You might be a narcissist. Number 15, they enjoy other people's suffering. Their eager interest in and enjoyment of seeing others experience mixed fortune, known as schadenfreude, uh, is linked to the envious and entitled beliefs that they deserve more and others deserve less. So often that thought of that entitlement, of that idea of like, I deserve everything. You don't deserve anything. I deserve everything. That's where they put themselves as God of their kingdom, as the number one person in the universe, that the sun, they're the sun, everybody revolves around them, that kind of concept, because they think that they are entitled to everything. All right, the last one. So let's see how you guys did on one through 16. Number 16, they're aggressive behind the wheel. Their emotional reactivity and arrogance make them more likely to tailgate, speed, honk, drive on the shoulder, cross the center line into incoming traffic, drive off-road, and experience road rage. How many of you have that? Where you're in the car and the toxic, the narcissist, sociopath, psychopath is raging, is swerving all over the road, is driving erratically, is putting you and your life and your kids or whoever might be in the car in danger because they don't think about anybody else except for themselves and how they're feeling. And so that rage piles up. 
How'd you do out of the 16? 1 through 16. Leave a comment down below. Let me know how many numbers you hit and how many actually like touch base of like, wow, that was me or that was what my narcissist had in his life. So remember, this is 16 things that are narcissistic quirks. Not diagnosing, but just saying, hey, a lot of narcissists tend to have these uh, aspects, these little quirks kind of going on in their life. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.